Once again, I hope you all have had and are having a Merry Christmas. This is the day and the time we've been waiting for for a long time, and especially the last four weeks during Advent, and it's finally arrived. It was a long wait in what has been an exceptionally long year by all accounts, and it finally came. And while many of you are probably already thinking of taking down those Christmas decorations, just let me remind you that we are only at the beginning of our Christmas journey. This is today the third day of Christmas, you know, three French horns, or three French hens. Our journey will lead us to Epiphany on January 6th and the arrival of the Magi. However you think about it, we are at a new beginning of sorts. Something new has begun, celebrated on Christmas morning. There's no better beginning in the scripture than today's reading from John to accompany it. As you probably gathered, the the opening of John is a dense, poetic, and theologically rich piece of writing. So rich, we could probably spend the entire Christmas and Epiphany seasons diving into its unique twists and turns. And its pattern starts from the very opening. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Christ Jesus is the Word, the Logos and has been existing from the beginning of time. He's next to God and is also God. It's interesting, the Gospels of Matthew and Luke open with a genealogy and a birth narrative of Jesus, and Mark starts with the adult Jesus' baptism by John the Baptist. By any measure, these are much more rational places to begin. If you were telling someone a story about someone's life, chances are you'd begin either at the birth or at the start of their time of leadership but not in John. He starts with the beginning of the beginning of all creation. It's clear from the outset he's painting on a much larger palette, a cosmic palette, if you will, because Jesus is eternal. He's uncreated and he's imperishable, even against the forces of darkness. John is, as we heard in the Christmas Eve psalm reading, singing a new song to the Lord, for he has done marvelous things. Or as we heard in today's reading from Isaiah, the Lord is giving us a new name. And John continues, All things came into being through him, and without him, no one thing came into being. See, Christ is there in Genesis, when God created heaven and earth and the plants and the animals of the land and the sea. Jesus is there with him. Jesus is the mediator or broker of all creation. Through him, all things are made. Now, when reading these more cosmically oriented scriptures, I find myself battling between my rational mind and the mind that needs to be more open to the mystery that is throughout the scripture. I think it's the result of years of parsing scripture and along with that living in a post-enlightenment world that values the rational above all else. When reading this, I have to remind myself to lean into the mystery because it's so much more rewarding than attempting to just understand. It strikes a deeper chord, one more in tune with our own creation story, created as we are in the image of God. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. Not only is Jesus the source of creation, but also the very essence, the very source of life. And that life 
is light. Consider that for a minute. Life is light. Think about it. The source of all life is light. Now, the writer of John's Gospel wouldn't have known about photosynthesis or any of that, but, but you, you are led to think maybe he was speaking to some scientific truth that would emerge centuries later because light is the source of life. But I don't think so. I don't think John wants to, to make sense of this Gospel in, in the way we might look at other texts we read. I think John wants us to wrap ourselves in the mystery of the whole thing. And that in itself is a mental muscle we don't use very much. The improbable, unexpected mystery is what we come together this morning to celebrate. That the eternal, uncreated God came to this relatively small planet, the third from the sun, in a relatively average solar system, among one of the many, many galaxies. That the God of all this creation came to us here as a mortal, human baby sleeping in a manger. Not even the son of royalty, but of humble Mary and of Joseph. Now sure, Joseph was descended from David, but that was centuries before. And the lineage had dwindled. Joseph is a simple carpenter. It's true, it all sounds so improbable. But I think that's why we need the soaring poetry of John this morning to lift us out of the illusion that we can even begin to understand the universe and understand the mysteries, the mysteries of creation, the mystery of our very lives, of God becoming mortal, becoming a helpless baby lying in a manger. I think John's calling us to get out of our heads, out of trying to understand or to explain, and to get into our hearts. John is asking us to do more, no more than believe, have faith, in Paul's letter to the Galatians that Beth read for us this morning, we're reminded of the centrality of this faith. How through it we become heirs through hope. We're adopted by God and cry out, Abba, Father. This faith is absolutely central. And to have faith that light, that life, came into darkness and the darkness did not overcome it. That the Word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen His glory, the glory as of the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. On this day, we join the universe in celebration of a new beginning. We, too, sing a new song. When light came into our darkness and lived among us, and because of this improbable event two centuries ago, we gather here to begin something new. It's common in our secular lives to celebrate New Year's Day as a kind of New beginning, a new start, and this year more than ever, I think we'll look forward to that. But I wonder if it's not more appropriate for us to consider Christmas as the proper new start to creation. We're celebrating a birth, after all. We join the timeless march through Christmas, through Epiphany and the Three Magi, through the presentation of Jesus in the temple, and so on, leading into Lent and finally into Easter, we're beginning the march toward the harrowing death of Jesus and then his glorious resurrection to the time when he proved for all eternity that the light came into the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it. On these days of new beginnings, let us sing to the Lord a new song for he has done and is doing marvelous things. As Paul tells us, God has sent the Spirit of the Son into our hearts crying, Abba, Father, 
to you are no longer a slave but a child, and if a child, then also an heir through God. This morning, we remind ourselves that we are beloved children of God, and if a child, also an heir, heirs to God's glorious kingdom. Because light did come into the world, and that light we celebrate this morning as a baby in a manger, Jesus. So here's to new beginnings. Here's to singing a new song. Here's to living into our faith. Amen.